You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Ranting Gems. My name is Matt Garland, and I'm a last number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. And my name is Kiana Watson, the broker extraordinaire. The broker extraordinaire. <laughs> we love it. License number 317576. You know, I like the fact that you're really compliant these days. You know, I, you know, I have to stay <laughs> compliant. You know, it's, I, I it's, like it's very important. It's very important. Compliance is key. Because we do this in real life. We definitely do this in real life. The numbers speak for itself. So today we're going to have a, a, a good conversation um, about a topic that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about closing costs, right? Now, most people are always talking about down payments when, it's, when you hear people advertising or marketing about home ownership, but no one ever talks about closing costs and settlement costs and how much money you need to bring the closing in, what's involved in the closing costs. So mm-hmm. this episode is dedicated to that today. Oh, I'm excited to talk about this episode because we have so much misinformation out here, right? Mm-hmm. I hear so many people, oh, I'm going to get 100% financing. You can buy a house for 3.5% down. But nobody talks about what happens with the closing costs, Absolutely. right? It's a completely separate expense that you're responsible for as a buyer. And we want to talk about it so that way you have a better understanding of your out-of-pocket expenses and you're not out here with misinformation thinking, oh, I can buy an entire house with only 3.5% down, right? Absolutely. So look, before we get started, just please understand, closing costs varies from city to state, all right? Um, I like to always use the 5% rule, 5% of the sales price. So if it's a 100,000 sales price, your closing cost should be around $5,000, but it might be less or it might be a little bit more depending on the loan program, depending on the area, the property type. If it's over a million dollars, in some areas they have what's called mansion tax, mm-hmm. like in New York, where you get charged an extra 1% on top of that. Oof. So it varies, all depends. So this is going to be kind of like a general conversation so you guys have a better understanding of what's involved in closing costs from the buyer and seller side. But 
speak to your real estate professional. If you're looking to, to buy a home, you're getting pre-approved, speak to your lender, speak to your realtors in your particular market so you can have a better understanding of what those exact fees will look like yeah. when you're buying. Absolutely. What we, what we really want to make sure we convey is that closing costs are the responsibility of the buyer. A hundred percent. They're it's, separate. Say that again, <laughs> because it's not the responsibility of the seller. Closing costs are the buyers. responsibility of the buyer, and it is a separate cost on top of, in addition to, your down payment. Absolutely. So let's discuss it so that way, depending on what state you are in, Matt's right, it's going to vary, but you being responsible for closing costs, that is nationwide. <laughs> nationwide, sellers, the sellers do not have to pay the buyer's closing costs. Let's be very clear on that, mm -hmm. all right? Although it happens, and we're gonna break that down too, but it's your responsibility as the buyer. So let's start from the top, right? You have, you have, lenders will give you what's called a loan estimate. Well, let me rewind. A lender will give you a closing cost worksheet in the beginning during the pre-approval process, okay? And let me say, during the pre-approval process, please buyers, do not take the fees for face value. When you, you don't need to shop from lender to lender to compare closing costs when you're getting pre-approved. To me, it's irrelevant. The only thing you should really be focused on is can you get pre-approved, right? I agree. For, for the dollar amount that I you're agree. looking to, to get because the closing costs at that point in time, the lender does not control all the fees. The mm -hmm. lender only controls interest rate and origination fees. Everything else is third party. So when you're getting pre-approved, it's good to know and have an idea. Correct. But realize that that can just be, that's just an estimate and the lender is going to provide you an estimate based off of your particular scenario with the property, the property type, the loan program, and what they think the closing cost should be. But that does not mean that's going to be a closing cost exactly. when you get to it's the an, table. It's called an estimate for a reason. It it's is an, an estimate. estimate. Because you can't lock in any of these fees until you are attached to a property. Absolutely. Once you're under contract, because everything else is just general information, we are generally speaking on what the taxes would be in the desired area. Correct. We're generally speaking on what the title cost is going to be. Correct. But once you attach it to a property... Now we have the actual cost. Absolutely. So you can't, you, it really doesn't benefit you to shop too many lenders until you're under contract. And even then you have a small window of time and you're really searching for origination fee. When you shop lenders, I think people get it confused. Mm -hmm. You're only shopping lenders for origination fee. You're shopping for interest rate. Correct. And you really need to shop like beyond that. Can they close your deal? 100%. Like, can they close your deal within the timeline of the contract that you actually have? 100%. That, those three things are what you should be looking Most for. Most important things, right? Lenders only control interest rate and their origination fees and their underwriting turnaround time. Lenders do not control title fees. We do not control state um, taxes. We do not control your escrow and what needs to be put into your escrow setup. And we're going to break that down in a few minutes. So when you're shopping and comparing lenders, only look at, if you're looking at your loan estimate, it's block A, origination fees. And that's the only thing that the lender can control. Now, we're not going to talk about interest rates because that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> now, let's go through the loan estimate. Now, as you can see, we don't have one in our hand. We're professionals. We know what this looks like, <laughs> like inside and out. All right. So block A, origination fees. The typical origination fee for a lender, depending on the product and everything. Now we're gonna speak conventional FHA VA loans. Okay. All right, we're not gonna speak bank statement loans. We're yeah, not because that's a whole nother ball That's game. a whole nother ball game. We're not gonna talk about investor products or things yeah. of that nature. We're gonna talk about just standard loan products, right? 
The typical loan origination fee for lender could be comprised of um, originate, I mean, application fees. It could be underwriting fees, loan processing fees. Typically, those fees will range anywhere between, I would say, twelve hundred mm-hmm. and two thousand, two thousand dollars. Right now, some lenders will be probably twenty five hundred. I've seen a couple loan estimates recently where lenders were around twenty five hundred. That's kind of on the high side, in my opinion. I think you want to be somewhere in that twelve under two thousand dollars for an origination fee. I think is fair. Yes. Um, you know, you might have some lenders out there that might be only eight hundred or nine hundred. It just really all depends, right? But that's not going to make or break your deal. No, in my opinion. Um, but if you're above that two thousand dollar mark, that's when you got to have a cause for pause, and that doesn't include your discount points. That's what I was going to say. It doesn't mm-hmm. include your discount points, and then also we, you know, we haven't got to that part of the of, of the disclosure. Let's let's, just, let's keep going down. <laughs> uh-huh. But I think that they want to be very much so aware of those are the fees that a lender has to charge to process your file. Absolutely. Right? Let's be clear. You know there is, um, you know, there's transparency in how we get paid. It's like written out. But there are there's a difference between a loan officer and a mortgage broker, Correct. right? And so you're a loan officer, you work for a company, mm-hmm. and you get paid a, a fee. Correct. Brokers can actually broker the deal, and they can charge a percentage of the deal. Correct. You know, I know some brokers that charge 2.25%. Correct. And that is 2.25% of the total amount of the loan, right? Correct. And you as a buyer are responsible for that. If you choose that broker. Correct. So you have so you have mortgage bankers and mortgage brokers. So most mortgage most mortgage folks are not going to charge you like an origination fee if you're doing mm-hmm. like a traditional loan. Correct. Right? But you will get and that's an origination fee. That means that's their fee. Mm-hmm. Now, you will get charged points depending on your credit score, depending on the product type, depending on the interest rate that you choose to buy. Now that point, a point is typically one percent of the loan amount. So if you buy, if you got a hundred thousand dollar loan amount, one point is equivalent to one percent. I mean, is one percent, which is a thousand dollars. Which now typically that's used to buy down your interest rate. Now one point would typically buy down your interest rate maybe a quarter percent. So let's just say you started off at three percent with no points. You buy a point, you may go to two point seven five. So when you're looking at should you pay points or not, not you got to look at What's the difference in the monthly payment and how long would it take you to recoup that money? You know, if it's going to take you five years, seven years to recoup that money and you know this is a home that you're not going to be in here for a long term, then it might not make sense to buy points because the difference in your mortgage payment may only be like 20 bucks to go down a quarter percent. So is it worth you saving $20, $30 a month to spend $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 a month? It might not be worth it. You're just adding extra fees. Now, we'll tell you this. When you're buying a home, discount points are tax deductible. The IRS looks at it as prepaid interest. So if you do decide to pay points, just understand that at the end of the year, when you go file your taxes, you can get a portion of that money back. Consult with your CPA, your tax advisor. That's <laughs> good to know. Yeah, good, good to know. That's good, that's good information. A lot of people don't know that they don't points know are tax, deduct- yeah. is, is tax deductible. Because it's prepaid interest. So you'll get what's called the 1098 at the end of the year. And that'll show how much interest you paid. That'll show if you pay PMI. Mm-hmm. And it'll also show the discount points. And you'll be able to write that off. So a lot of people don't really they don't really know that. But that's why we have the Ransom Gems. Exactly. To teach let's, you Let's educate our people. Right? So that's really the only thing that the lender controls, guys, is that, that origination fee. 
everything else you're going to see on your loan estimates is third party. So now let's go down to appraisal, right? Your appraisal fees typically out of pocket, out of pocket expense. Absolutely. It could be anywhere from $500 to $1,500, depending if you're buying a one family, a townhome, or if you're buying a multifamily, maybe a four unit property. And depending on the, the dollar amount of that property, if it's a million dollar property, it might, and it's a single family, it might cost you fifteen hundred. Yeah. To do an appraisal because Absolutely. it's probably a big house. Absolutely. Right. So, but again, lenders do not control the appraisal. All lenders have to order appraisals, and this is nationwide, guys. We order through what's called the AMC Appraisal Management Company, and then that AMC chooses from a round robin of appraisers that's approved with um, that particular lender that you're working with. So that fee is not going to your lender. It's going to pay for the appraisal. And in most cases, it's not refundable, okay? Because yeah. a lot of people are like, well, if I don't no. go through with the deal, it's can not. you give me my appraisal money back? Oh, no. no. The appraiser no. did their job. They did their job. <laughs> they did their job. They did their like, job. That's, that's one instance. They did their job. They walked through the property. They, they compared this property to three other properties, and mm-hmm. they did their job. You can walk away, but you can't walk away with getting your money back on the appraisal. Correct. Correct. Now... After you have like your appraisal fee, you have title fees. Now, title fees are going to be the bulk of what's on your closing costs. Now, remember, the lenders, when we're disclosing the loan to you, the initial disclosures and our loan estimate, again, we're using whatever's in our system. Correct. Okay. Title companies that we've done business and has given us, you know, these figures and telling us the fees could be X, Y, and Z based off of the, where the property is located, the, the loan amount, the sales price, et cetera. Now, we are not responsible for ordering your title report. That's if you're an attorney in an attorney state like New York, your attorney is going to order it. Or yeah. if you're in a state like Georgia, the settlement company exactly. is going to order the title. Now, what I try to tell everyone and what people don't understand, the same way you can shop lenders, you can shop title companies. You do not have to use the title company that your, your lawyer is recommended or even a settlement company is recommended. So you can go and find title companies online and you can ask them for what's called a title bill. Yes. And then on that title bill, it'll tell you exactly what their fees are. And a lot of title companies have different fees. So it's going to be very difficult for us to go yeah. through every line item of the title fees that's charged. Um, but there's a lot of fees. But we right? want to make sure we tell them, like, what is title? A title, right? Okay. Everybody's like, what is the title? What are you talking about? Title fees, title examination. They are examining the title of the property that you're going to purchase. So when you buy a property, all that's happening is the seller is conveying the deed from them to you. Correct. And in the middle of that conveyance, they have to verify that there are no taxes, no outstanding taxes, no encumbrances, no liens, nothing against the title that will give you a title that has any type of liens, any type of issues. Correct. So when you are getting a title exam, that's what they are there for. They're going to do, they examine the title. This comes up often. They'll examine the title and you'll see an HOA put a lien against it. Mm-hmm. And now the seller, knowingly or not knowingly, you know, <laughs> it's not for us to say. Listen, it's, it's not for us to judge. It's, it's not. They owe $30,000. This just happened. They owe them $30,000. And so now if we didn't do a title exam mm-hmm. and they conveyed that title to you without the title exam, now you, the new buyer, will owe them that $30,000. That's why it's very important to get the title exam. Absolutely. And then taking it a step further, 
you're responsible for <laughs> the title fees. Absolutely. Like title exam, title fee, and, and insurance. Absolutely. A title, lot of people. Title insurance is very important. Let me say something. And a lot of people, I have seen it happen, and I don't know why it does, like what lenders recommend it. There's lenders insurance, and there's owner's insurance, right? Correct. And I see a lot of times, like, things start to get tight. And they're like, well, you don't need the owner's insurance because the lender has it. Yeah. But if the lender won't fund your loan without them having insurance, Matt can attest to this. Correct then why would you allow yourself to not be covered as well? Look, like tell, It's an additional fee, but it, it's worth it. I tell everybody, it may say optional, but it's no option, in my opinion. Right? <laughs> right. Because you want to make sure, and that title insurance, just so you guys are clear, is protecting you from any past owners. Right? If they have- Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Any foolishness going on, they had any judgments, they have any, any creditors that want to put liens on them, mm-hmm. right? That does it. Once you close and this house is recorded and now you're the new owners, this title insurance is protecting your investment, is is protecting the bank's mortgage to you. That way no creditor can come here and put a claim on this house, right? So title insurance is extremely important. And and oftentimes, like you said, when people get tight, they're trying to say, what what do we need? What can we we trim the fat? And most of it is the owner's title insurance. Yeah. And it's not that expensive. In all honesty. No, it's not. In in some cases, it could be under $1,000. Absolutely. It's not worth not having it. And I try to educate my buyers all the time on this. It's like, you need to make sure you got- Agreed. You have a full insured title because if anything comes up, you don't want to be left holding the bag because you will be left holding the bag- It's on you. Because you was being cheap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, no, seriously. Like, I don't need it. No, you do need no, it. No, you do need just, it. It's just in case you're buying an entire asset that's worth at least a couple hundred thousand. The least you can do is protect it by getting your own owner's title insurance. Mm-hmm. So this is another fee that you are responsible for as the buyer. Absolutely. So we're going down a lot of fees. Now, we have hit you guys with a lot of fees. And you know what? Maybe what we'll do, we'll have a follow-up episode. We'll bring on one of our title people. and We'll, we'll have a deeper conversation about title and um, conveying mortgages and things of that yeah. nature. So that way you guys have a full understanding of the importance of titles. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's very important for them to understand it because it's just so much like 
I get so many buyers like, and I love VA buyers. Like, yes, you have served our country. You know, I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina, a military town. My dad was in the army. My sister was in the the army. My aunt was in the army. My best friend was in the Air Force. (laughs) Thank you guys for your services. And you come and you're like, yes, I got the VA loan. It's 100% financing. It absolutely is. But it does not include these closing costs. Correct. That is going, this is the difference here. So we want to break it down so you are prepared because the internet will have you thinking, listen, I I, I don't need, I don't need no money. I'm I'm VA approved. I don't need no money. I don't have no down payment, but you do. You still need money. Absolutely. We're going to keep going down this and then we'll go down and break down VA, FHA, and conventional. So now after you have all your title fees, you have the state recording fees, right? Now the recording fees differ, like I said. I've seen some recording fees, yeah. and the recording basically the recording is basically the transaction. Now, once it's recorded with the county, the state, it's it's a it's a legal it's deal. A, it's a legal deal, mm-hmm. right? So those recording fees can be three hundred dollars. I've seen some as high in New York. Sometimes it could be as high as two thousand dollars, and then you have transfer taxes. You know, transfer taxes can be very expensive depending on again where you're located. In New York. Transfer taxes can be 2% of, of your sales price. Mm-hmm. Now, New York, you guys know it's expensive. You buy half a million dollar house, 2%, that's 10 grand. And close the cost right there. It has nothing to do with no one, and you can't negotiate it because the state of New York, want they, their w- money. they want their money. It's the same thing in Georgia. The state mm-hmm. of Georgia, they want their money. There's nothing you can do about it. And I think when, when you guys start to think about it, it's like, is it important? Yes, because when you sign that paperwork at the closing table, it's just signed. It doesn't mean anything, actually. Correct. But if that attorney doesn't actually file your paperwork to convey the title, that's the recording fee. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get around that because if it's not recorded, it's really not your house. It's, <laughs> it's not the deed hasn't been conveyed. They have to record it at the courthouse. So you guys got to understand all of this goes down to making sure you have proper ownership. Absolutely. That's really what closing is about. Absolutely. After you got your recording fees, now you have prepaid items, right? So prepaid items can include setting up your escrow account. Your escrow account is there for the bank to manage your property taxes and your homeowner's insurance. Now, I'll tell you guys this. When you're buying a house, you're going to have to pay your homeowner's insurance up front for the first 12 months. Okay? Say it one more time, please, because I just had this conversation. And people don't realize, (laughs) like the insurance company will say, oh, you don't have to pay it. We'll just bill it. No. You have to pay the first 12 months of your homeowner's insurance up front, okay, you provide your lender with a paid receipt in the binder, so that way, when you get your, your closing disclosure, your CD, you'll see um, that appraisal fee, it will say POC, paid outside of closing. That homeowner's insurance for the first 12 months will say POC, paid out of closing, right? Then you have your property taxes. So whatever your property taxes are, let's just say they're $10,000 a year. It could be $833 a month that's going to be set up to go into your escrow account. Depending on what time of the year you close and when taxes are due, the lender will have to collect, you know, three months, six months, sometimes 12 12 months months. up front to make sure your escrow account has enough money in there to pay the taxes when they're due. Now, Now let me hold on. Go ahead. Let me me slow you down because I know we got some people in here that are like, what is an escrow? He just keeps throwing escrow out here like I'm supposed to know what it means. Teach him. So an escrow account is basically an account that is going to prepay your homeowner's insurance and your taxes. So what you do, it's like a bank. Every month you're going to pay your mortgage company a certain amount 
So when the bill comes, when your tax bill comes, when your homeowner's insurance is due, your company, your bank, your mortgage servicer, they're responsible for paying that bill. So when you have you ever heard of, oh my gosh, my mama and them or my grandma, they lost the house because they didn't pay the taxes, yeah. right? Having an escrow account, it helps you to avoid that. And I have a lot of people like, well, I don't want that. Well, there's a way to go get around it, but you have to put way more money down. Correct. It's not putting down the minimum, but I don't recommend it. I feel like having an escrow account is really a good way for you to manage your expenses. Because can you imagine when that $3,000, $4,000 tax bill comes out? and you don't have the money, you will lose your house. You will lose so your house. So why not just pay a little bit on it every month and let the mortgage servicer be responsible? So that's why when you think about it, you gotta pay the 12 months up front or the prepaid uh, prorated amount up front because when you close, wh what happens is when that date comes, the mortgage company has to pay the entire bill. So you need money in the bank first, in your escrow bank, to pay the first um, round and then that way as you pay, Every single year, you already have money there to replenish and pay your bills. Absolutely. Got it? Look, taxes are first lien on your property. Yes. Taxes come before your mortgage, actually. Yep. So mm -hmm. your mortgage can be paid, and if your property taxes are not paid, the county can foreclose, and you and the bank can lose your investment. You can lose your house, and the exactly. bank can lose their mortgage, but exactly. the bank would never let that happen. Because <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, yeah, they won't. because they'll just pay the damn escrow, and then tell you, send you a letter and say, hey, we're not letting you escrow on your own no more because you, you're delinquent. And now it's going to be included in your mortgage. Exactly. And it is what it is. And there's nothing you can do about that. Now, here's another thing I want to tell you guys. Although the bank is managing your, your property taxes and your homeowner's insurance, every single year you're going to get what's called the escrow analysis. Well, first of all, you're going to get uh, um, a tax bill. Every mm -hmm. single quarter, every single six months, whenever your taxes are due, the county is going to send you a tax bill to you and to the lender, right? Yeah. Don't throw that in the garbage. So many times people are shredding oh, yeah. their mail and they're not looking at the information. Do it, not. It will tell you if your taxes are going up or not. The bank job is not to contest whether your taxes, whether you're being overcharged for taxes or insurance. Their job is to make sure it's paid. So that way they don't lose their investment, right? If you don't pay attention to this, you're going to get what's called the escrow analysis letter. And it's going to tell you, hey, your mortgage payment just went up by $200, $300, dollars because your taxes went up or your insurance yes. went up, right? So you have to pay attention. So many times I get calls, Kiana, where people like, I don't understand what's happening. Oh, yeah. My mortgage went up on me. Well, let me tell you guys, all you new homeowners out there, your payment will go up. It's the taxes. Let <laughs> it's me tell the taxes. <laughs> they want their up. money. If and, your values go and up. the insurance right now. Yeah. The insurance right now is going up crazy because look at everything that's happening with all the hurricanes, hurricanes. tornadoes. Yes. Everything that's happening. So these insurance companies are paying out billions of dollars. So who do you think they're going to... They got to recoup that money. You. They're going to charge you and us. Everybody who's a homeowner, your insurance is going to go up. You're not married to that insurance company. Right, so understand your insurance company. You can fire them every year and get a new insurance company. Absolutely. Right to keep to to keep that bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. ClickGranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger, for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Still kind of manageable, so to speak, because sometimes I have one of my properties, they raise my insurance up by like $1,500 a year with no explanation. Yes. I said, they out there damn mine. <laughs> I find them and got a new insurance company. You're right? like, oh, well, I'm not doing this. I'm but if, doing but if this. you're not paying attention, so I think don't get the biggest thing is do not get so relaxed. Yes, they do pay the bill, but if you receive a tax bill, I always tell my mm-hmm. clients because they'll call me. Oh, I got this tax bill. I thought it was going to pay it. Okay, you got the bill. You know what you should do? Call your mortgage company. Hey, I received this bill. Did you pay it? They're going to tell you yes. They're going to mm-hmm. get verification because people are people. Yes, I don't trust okay. nobody. And even if I'm paying you every single month, mm-hmm. I still want to verify that you paid my insurance bill, Absolutely. that you paid my tax bill. And if I'm looking at it, I can see that my taxes last year was 2800 And now I see y'all about to pay these people 3200 What's happened? Yes. Do I need to contact the tax assessor's office? Let's find out, are you overly assessing my property? Because in our state, with the tax assessment, we kind of reduce it by 30 to 40%. Yeah. So... You Don't can, just raise my taxes. Yeah, that, like, let me know why. And that and that process is called grieving your taxes. Yes. Right. So you you have the ability as a homeowner to to grieve your taxes with the county, but be look. I'm gonna tell you this. Pay attention to those assessment letters because they might be assessing your home at let's just say four hundred thousand, but you know house next door just sold for six fifty. Don't open up Pandora's box, too, <laughs> right? Yeah, be quiet. Because the assessed value and the market value are two different things. And yes. they don't see eye to eye sometimes. So sometimes you got to really pay attention to say, all right, they're only assessing my house at this number, but I know the it's value worth. is And they do this. that. Like, we, we un- they under-assess because if they actually tax everybody at the true, true market value, value yeah, taxes y'all would, would really, like, really, you wouldn't even want to buy a house. Your taxes would be, yeah, too, expensive. be too expensive. So they kind of bring it down 30 to 40%. So when people are like, oh, I know the value of my house. I know the tax assessment. The tax assessment is nowhere near the true value of your Correct. home. Your market value, you're going to have to contact a professional. I know a professional mortgage company, and they actually always, a professional real estate company, they're always accepting new clients. If you want someone to give you yeah, an assessment of the value of your home in the state of Georgia, I think that you need to contact one of our agents so they can help you out. I like that. Contact them if you're in the state of Georgia, okay? But that's but look, on, on seriousness, pay attention. Although the bank is managing your escrow, it's your house, it's your responsibility. Make sure you're paying attention to these things because, again, the bank is going to pay the bill and keep it moving, and then they're going to double back and come to you and try to get that money back from you. Mm-hmm. All right? So pay attention. Pay attention. Homeowners, please understand 
your mortgage payment will go up. Your 30-year fixed mortgage is only for your principal and interest payment. That's what you're paying to the bank. But that escrow is always going to fluctuate, yes. which is going to adjust your mortgage payment. So please prepare for that. All right? Now, after you do your escrow, that's pretty much sums up all your closing costs. Oh, and another thing I want to say, please understand taxes and insurance is not a fee, a cost to do the, the, the deal, right? Your origination fees, your recording fees, your title fees. You know, if you're doing an FHA, FHA loan, loan, you got the upfront the, uh, mortgage, mortgage fee. lending fees, you got the funding fees for VAs. You know, those are fees. That's the cost to do business. Your escrow, that's your escrow that has to get paid, but it's all lumped in together as one total cost. So when you're looking at your loan estimates, guys, or your closing disclosures, please understand you're going to have to separate. All right, these are my fees. Correct. And this is my escrow. And this is the total cash to close. This is very important because sometimes people look at them, They lump it up. They lump it up. And they're like, wait a minute, I was only supposed to put this amount down. Yes. Yeah. But your t- but all these other fees have to be paid so you Absolutely. can close. And then we're just talking, this is just the buyer side. Oh, you know, this is, just the, this is just the buyer so side. So let's talk about the seller side. So on the seller side, the seller side, it's a little easier for you as a seller. You know, you're going to be responsible for your prorated taxes through the day that you actually close on the property. So you have your prorated taxes that you're responsible for. Um, you're also going to be responsible for any, and let me say this one more time, you are responsible for your HOA dues. There are so many people that just think, I'm just not paying the HOA. That's fine. But I know for sure, sure in the state of Georgia, you cannot close escrow on a property without clearing out any HOA dues that you have. So that's going to be part of your closing costs if you have outstanding dues, right? You're responsible for to pay the real estate brokers. Most people don't know that. Buyers don't even really look at it because all they think about is the seller is supposed to help me with my closing costs. Well, truth be told, the sellers have the bulk of the expense because they're responsible for broker fees. So while you're like, I got all these fees broken down, yes, but if you're on average, on average, not that we're discussing commissions, we're staying compliant, but on average, a seller is paying 6% in commissions. So 6% of the total cost of the property just for an agent representation, not to mention HOA fees, not to mention their prorated taxes. And in our state, we have this thing with the water bill. Okay. I don't know what happened. Oh my God, this, water but, bill this, <laughs> crazy. Oh listen, my God. <laughs> the water bills, like it just went crazy. Like yeah. all of a sudden, it's a situation with water bills. What's going on with the water bill, right? I don't know. But you could have said, I paid my water bill. Yeah, but when we contacted the county, they said you owe $200 and you got to pay this amount to close, even yeah. if you say you did. Y'all got that too, right? We got water bill issues in New York. Sewage. I mean, New- we got sewage issues. Yeah. One of the big things on the seller side in New York, what I always see, New York, there's always title issues. Oh, yeah. oh, there's always title issues in New York. <laughs> this is like New York, and all my New York professionals, y'all know what I'm talking about. There's always she's something. not that bad over here. We got some. See, it ain't that down, bad. When I do deals down here, it's like I'm like hallelujah, right? It's like that. I know it's going to be no issues. We're going to hit that closing date. Boom. New York is like oh my, and that's why New York is an on or about state because the whole state <laughs> knows that there's always some issues with title. Oh, right? 
Let's let, let me talk about this. Yeah. Okay. Me and Matt working on a deal together, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, so we need to close in 21 days. He was like, 21 days? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, this is Atlanta. <laughs> when it's time to close, these people want to close on That's this date. He like, no, man, we do on or about. Yeah. That's what he mean. In New York, it's like, oh, we can close in 30 days, but hey, it may close in 45. So my clients- Or it might close in 90. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like, it's fine. And they fine with Here it. Here in Georgia, it's like, we said we we're going to close on 21 days. On the 21st day, deal, falling, deal is falling apart. Let me Everybody's tell y'all something. If it don't close. If it's the 20th day, people are having a heart attack. And yes. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you people? It's Georgia. It's not going to close on the 21st day, but it's going to close on the 25th day. And it, it, it could be four days later. Oh, it's a situation. And it's a whole damn situation. Like, what the hell is wrong? What's wrong with you people? Georgia has this thing. The date is the date. We don't have an on or about. Yeah. That date is very important. Yeah. And so... It's also good for you to understand the timelines of your lenders and don't over like under the under delivering on the service yeah. or, or over promising and not making that. hundred percent. Your lenders, everything. Yeah. So when you look at it, you know, you have to pay your fees. Mm -hmm. You're responsible for those fees. And I think that for a lot of people and Matt will attest to this, we know what the rules say. There are rules and then there are, there's real life, right? Yeah. The rules say <laughs> I'm getting a conventional loan and I know the seller has the option to contribute 3%. Correct. I'm getting an FHA or a VA loan, and I know the seller has the option to contribute up to 6%. Correct. Options have nothing to do with reality. Correct. It's not that we don't want the seller to contribute to your closing costs, but they already have their own fees as we just broke down. Now, look at this. If you're comparing that you are asking, and I always break this down to people so it's easy. I'm like, Matt, I'm selling this apple, right? Mm -hmm. Now, can you buy this apple from me? For $5. Mm -hmm. Are you going to give me $5? Sure. All right. Now, listen. Let's do it again. Matt, I'm selling you this apple. I'm asking $5, but you need $2,500. You want $2,500 for me to take my apple. Oh, no. Hell no. Five. I'm not. Exactly. Yeah, Nobody yeah. wants it. Why would I give you money to make money if I don't have to? That's what, that's what closing costs looks like. Closing costs looks like I'm giving you an apple for $5. You're buying it for $5. Thank you. I'm giving you an apple for $5. You're like, yeah, I kind of want it. I'm going to offer you $5, but I need you to give me back $2,500. Yeah. That is what closing costs look like from the seller's perspective. And if it's a seller's market, as we are all in, in every single state, in this time, it's 2021. It's not, most sellers don't find it necessary because they're so unwilling to buy that whole property and they don't need the money. So you want to be prepared as a buyer, having your own closing costs saved, okay. having your own down payment saved, because although the rules say they can, the market is showing they, they are not. <laughs> yeah, look, seller's concessions, although a lender might tell you the program will allow up to this. Yes. And you can get this. Look, don't count on it. You always, if you can get it, look, I'm a fan of closed mouth, don't get fed. Absolutely. Ask for it, right? But understand you might be putting yourself into a um, unfavorable position if you're competing <laughs> with a lot of people. Let's just call it what it is. Let right? me say, he said it too nice. <laughs> he said it too nice. I, I just, I, I walked in here, I already had a hard time. So, you know, I was up yesterday. You know, y'all know I am a practicing broker. I do this in real life. Mm -hmm. I actually write real estate contracts and negotiate on behalf of my clients. I wrote three offers yesterday. I'm in the Metro Atlanta area. Three very strong offers. One offer... One offer, we offered them um, twenty-one thousand above asking price. We lost to someone that paid fifty thousand above asking price. Mm. Another offer, we offered them like 
t- like a little bit. We actually offered them twenty five thousand above asking, and we put wrote in a ten thousand dollar appraisal difference. Well, we would pay that still loss. And then another offer, we did give them like a little bit more than they asked for. It wasn't crazy. We at, they asked for a certain number. We gave them like five thousand dollar difference, but we said we would pay the $5,000 appraisal difference, plus we shortened our timelines. They wanted the shortest timelines. We had like a 14-day financing and appraisal contingency, a 25-day closing, everything verified. And guess what? We still lost. Mm. We lost three offers. I wrote three offers, lost three offers. And I say that to say, anybody, none of my clients asked for closing costs. Could, if you were one of those people that asked for closing costs, you would have double lost, right? Yeah, you, you, <laughs> like, you because, there, because there are the people the willing... Pile. And it just depends on the, like, I, this is not a blanket answer, right? I run market, like if you hire a real estate professional, make sure that person is running market data for you. They're going over the comparable sold properties. They have an understanding of what the average closing cost has been in the area. Like it's not a blanket answer for every property in every area, but I'm giving you an example of why you can't depend on closing costs because there's so much demand and there's so little inventory. And so there's someone that's willing to pay more and they don't need any money. So at the very least, to do yourself of service is understand buying a property is something that's important to you. It's great for you to start building generational wealth. It's important to you. Nobody has to give you anything to buy a property. So save your money, have your closing costs, have your down payment. Stop letting the internet tell you all you need is your down payment because that is not true. I get so many people that are bumping their heads. They're like, I just got enough for my down payment. That is not enough. Yeah. You need your closing costs as well. You definitely need your closing costs and you definitely need reserves, right? That's very important. Reserves are key because like we mentioned earlier in this episode, you're going to have your taxes go up on you in about a year or two. You're going to have your insurance that's going to go up in about a year or two. That means your mortgage payment is going to go up, right? There's another unsexy thing that people don't speak about. You have utilities in your house. (laughs) You got to pay your water bill. You yes. got to pay your light, your electric. You got to pay your gas. You know, if you in up like in you know New York, you got oil. You know, you got to pay all of these bills. These things cost money. If yes. you run this, if you got central AC in your house, especially if you got kids, we all it's know these five, kids five, six hundred dollars a month. Yo, these kids will run your joint all damn day. Your house is like Antarctica. Right, and you get that bill, and it's a thousand dollars. It's a thousand dollars. Like this happens. Like shit, it's happened to me all summer. And I'm like, what the hell are you kids doing in there? I gotta put a little time on. My I'm in the house. I, I, it's crazy. Off. I logged in to pay the bill the other day. I walked around, started cutting all the lights off. That's a I fact. said, let me cut the lights yo, off. My y'all electric bills this summer was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yes. and, it, and I'm like, yo, and the bigger the house, the bigger the, the bill. The bigger the bill, right? And this is the unsexy. Um, part of home ownership that folks are not speaking about. Okay, you and maintenance. 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 You have to get your HVAC service every single year. Correct. If you're not doing that, you can overwork your HVAC, and that's when it breaks down. So you Correct. have to get that service. Let's talk about pressure washing the exterior of your property. At least do that once a year oh at the very goodness. least. I mean, at the very least. Your landscaper landscaping. Bill. Oh, my Oof. God. Landscaping. You got a big-ass acre. Let me tell you. You, you, you <laughs> in there. You, you in there. Money. And <laughs> don't get a pool. Oh, Oh, hold on, <laughs> yo! Because you yo, just got one, so you yo, know. Oh my! Let me tell you guys something real quick, quick, right? A pool is the worst investment you can have in a house. That is strictly luxury. That is just for you and your family yes. to enjoy. It is not going to increase the value of your property. It is going to cost you money. And when I tell you guys, I, I just bought a new house and it has a pool. 
And this freaking pool is the worst thing in the whole wide world. It took me almost $3,000 to get this pool open for the summer use because the previous owners did not take care of it. Oh, so you got to get, you know what? The craziest thing about pools, you can you can have cracks, you got to get the seal, you got to actually balance out the water. Everything. There is so much There's more. There's so much more. That, there's so much that goes into it. And these pool companies are slick. They just come there to do whatever you they, ask them to do. Exactly. And then they'll tell you, oh, this is wrong too. This is wrong. Well, you got to place another order. It's and then before, like, <laughs> yo, for me, I had a horror story. I'm telling you, it, took, it cost me almost $3,000 to get my pool up and running. And I only used it for like two or three weeks. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and now I actually got to call them this week and tell them to come close the pool down because it's getting cold back home. Exactly. And I'm not going to be using it. And because they didn't even got a heater in the shit. I just discovered too, the heater don't even work. So I'm like, <laughs> instead of me fixing this, I'm going to just redo the whole pool anyway. That's a whole nother story. But I'm telling you, if you got to put the maintenance of a home is very expensive. And that's, I mean, just, and that's and that's just being honest. So when you're looking at I'm buying a property, right? Let's not just determine, oh, everybody wants to get a, this big old house. But do you want those big bills? Correct. So let's also not just worry about the mortgage amount because we know interest rates are at an all time low. Correct. And I see all this marketing where you can buy this house because now the interest rates are low and it's going to cost you this amount per month. Absolutely. But there are no interest rates on the light bill or the gas bill (laughs) or the water bill. All those bills are still the real regular bills. So make sure that you assess those into your monthly cost because you don't want to be house poor. You definitely want to buy a house. Um, And I'm all for buying a luxury house. I'm all for you buying your first starter home, investment, whatever. But just make sure it's within the, the guidelines of your bottom line dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I second that. You know, home ownership is great. I, I, I really feel like in the black and brown community, we need to definitely own some shit. Shout out to Aisha Selden. Yes. Um, but you got to make sure you can afford it. Like I, um, like Kiana said, don't be house rich and cash poor because the cost of home, owning real estate is very expensive. Um, people are not speaking about this. No. Um, and that's why we wanted to dedicate an entire episode to speak about buyer's costs, seller's cost and after the fact once you are actually the homeowner what to expect what kind of the maintenance you know your mortgage payment going up all these things you guys need to be prepared for and um yeah man i guess we covered a lot we covered a lot like i think that you, you guys can successfully and just walk away from this episode knowing okay I have my down payment and now let me get with my real estate professional, my mortgage professional and get a better assessment of my closing costs so I can have everything saved. Absolutely. Plus more from home maintenance and things like that so you can be prepared to buy a home. And here's a quick tip, quick tip for you guys. When you're out here making offers on a property, especially if it's you're buying a resale property and if it's not new construction, Oof. ask the previous owner what their bills look like. Yes. You know, ask them for the electric bill, ask them for the gas bill, ask them for all the utilities, you know, the last three months. They'll have it. They'll yeah. provide it. Right. Ask That's them good what information like. to have, because one thing about electrical bills, if they're too high, that can kind of also let you know if they're if they have insulation issues. Absolutely. If the HVAC is being overworked because it's older and it's not being serviced correctly. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those things you can kind of point out. So that's a really good tip and that will help you better assess the entire picture of buying the home, not just that one monthly payment. Yeah, because the monthly payment is definitely not 
Yeah, that's not the end all be all. That's not the end all be all. Once you pay that monthly That's the beginning. Yeah, you know, those utility bills, they come in every single month before the first. <laughs> they come on like the 20th. Like every single month, and you open up your mailbox, you're like, damn, I just paid you fools. And you got to pay again. You know again. what I'm saying? Now you got to pay them again. So, you know, home ownership is great. You know, obviously, realtor, loan officer, we're going to advocate for home ownership, not just because we want to make money, right? Because it truly is a great thing. But affordability is better than eligibility. And I say this shit all the time. Oh, I love that. You have to be able to afford doesn't matter what the bank is going to approve you for. Don't matter what loan you can get, guys. Affordability is greater than eligibility any day of the week. Oh, that's a, this is a great episode. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was a really good yeah, episode. I like this. Google's yeah. your friend, too. Also, Google closing disclosures. Google loan estimates so you can get familiar with what these forms look like. Um, obviously, it's not going to show you what the fees, but you can kind of, you know, Google loan estimate in your county or yeah. whatever. And you can kind of see exactly what it will look like. So that way you're familiar and yes. it's not like foreign to you when you're ready to really And make go sure by. you guys are getting it. They, I, I know so many loan officers and, you know, I ain't trying to rag on y'all. Everybody got issues in their business. Listen, ain't nobody perfect. Nobody perfect. But I do want to point this out. We are the real estate professionals. We're the brokers. We don't write the loan estimates. We don't write the worksheets. So when you are providing a service and you're saying this is your mortgage approval, especially for, and I feel like it's really important for people that are very tight or very cost conscious, Uh give them a worksheet, just give them a loan, just provide the pre-approval with the loan estimate worksheet and just take five minutes to explain it to them. You know, a lot of, I see a lot of loan officers like, here's your pre-approval, here's your worksheet. And then People are still confused. And of course, we're going to explain it. But that means that we're explaining it from our perspective. We're we're not explaining it from your perspective and how you see it as a loan officer or as a mortgage broker. Take five minutes to start doing that or at least have like a little cheat sheet included in the email. So that way your client is very comfortable with what the numbers look like. I see so many clients switching lenders, not because they don't like you, but because you didn't take the time to give them an understanding of what they're getting into. And so they didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, I agree with that, right? So, like, I'm even guilty of doing that, too. I'm not going to Yeah, that's why I say ain't nobody like, perfect. Like, we... That's why I said the cheat sheet. I think we, the cheat sheet, the cheat is, sheet so, is, is so... That cheat sheet idea. is so much, um, like, just a cheat sheet. Like, this is what this means. This is yeah. what this means. Like, because it's, like, a lot of stuff in there, right? Yeah. So, let's just make it a little easier. Give them a cheat sheet. You may not have time to call everybody, but at least a cheat sheet you know will kind of help what them. What we like to do is just give you the round number. Yes. Right? So, for me, I, like I said earlier, 5%. Yes. Right? Is the rule of thumb. Yeah. So if you know you're buying, you know, again, a hundred thousand dollar home, you putting down, you know, whatever your percentage is, plus you got your closing costs, you know, all right, if I'm putting down ten percent plus my closing costs is five percent. I need fifteen. I need fifteen percent. Yes. Give or take for the transaction. And I think in the beginning process, a lot of my clients like the round number. The round number versus is the itemized because the itemized you don't really know what it, it's going to be mm-hmm. in the beginning. Some people are just over analytical and they want to see it and you got to feed that to them yes but i think guys just use the five percent rule you can't go wrong with it i agree um but i do agree with kiana and i i even had to tell my team look we have to start providing these worksheets up front so that way people can see it yeah versus us telling them because it's different when you see people are visual and they need to see it because the internet told them <laughs> the, uh, internet the internet told them, told them they only needed three percent down. Yeah. The internet told them you yeah. can get a hundred percent financing. The internet is telling you wrong. 
the worst thing I see, and I scroll my timeline all the time, is you want to know how to buy a $300,000 house with an FHA loan? You need 3.5% down. And then they keep going. No mention at all of closing costs. So you're just walking around thinking, oh, I, I got my 3.5%. Nobody mentioned closing costs. And it's just unfair. It doesn't make sense. And it's really setting you up for failure. So understand that closing costs are important. It is your responsibility. Yes, find you a mortgage, mortgage um, company that's going to break it down. Get you a real estate broker that's going to fight on your behalf. But when the cars are stacked against you, and you really want the property, do you want to miss out on an, on an entire property because you assumed wrong, because you assumed that the seller was responsible for your closing costs when they are not? I want to wrap this episode up by saying we got we, I, I got to do my own rant. My rant is... <laughs> What's your rant? My oh. rant is the seller is not responsible for your closing costs. That is the responsibility of the buyer. In rare instances, we can negotiate on your behalf. Hopefully, we get some more inventory, and maybe we can shift the needle a little bit. But right now, it is not that for the average person buying a home. You're going to be having to. You're going to have to pay your own closing costs. Look, since she did the rent, I'm gonna do the gym. Eligibility and affordability are two different things. Just because you're eligible, don't mean you can afford it. Pick your poison. You All know right. what? That's a good one. Let's, yeah, let's look, cheers to that. Let's cheers to that. We're going to wrap it on that one. All right, let's wrap it on that so one. So look, my name is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. And my name is Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire, 317576. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Rants and Gym Show. Like, comment, share, subscribe, listen to it. All of that. All of that. Peace. <laughs> hey, yo. Speed my rants and gems. Speed my rants and gems. Y'all can do it, we discover Peace to all the kings and the queens Where the mother lies Speed my rants and gems Speed my rants and gems Y'all can do it, we discover Peace to all the kings and the queens Where the mother lies You know how to book flights and hotels All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences You'll have once you arrive That's why you need Viator Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.